Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show. Yankees, Mets, payrolls. If you look at payrolls right now around Major League Baseball, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, those teams are all in the bottom five right now. They're all in the conversation for a playoff spot. Why? Because they got a lot of cheap young talent. That's why I keep talking about the necessities of a farm system. It's not about the blank checkbook. It's not about the credit card. It's not about who's got the highest payroll. International scouting, you know, find guys internationally who are maybe teenagers that you identify talent and then you bring them over you get them into your system you groom them you develop these players and then boom they're able to come into the big leagues and produce for you and you don't have to pay them 40 plus million dollars a year this is the dan grasa show on 98.7 espn at dan grasa g-r-a-c-a is where you can find me on twitter a lot of baseball First couple of hours, as you would expect. I mean, it's mid-June, right? Mid-June, baseball season. Yanks took it on the chin last night to the Bo Sox, 15-5. They'll try to bounce back tonight, weather permitting. I guess there's some showers in the forecast. Clark Schmidt, Brian Bayo. it's a 7 o'clock game tonight. Mets, on the other hand, I mean, Mets going crazy right now. You know, trying for a third straight win a little bit later this afternoon over at City Field. It'll be Kodai Senga against the Greybeard Adam Wainwright. So the Mets will try to see if they can continue to keep the Cardinals reeling. They have been as big a disappointment, really, of any team in all of Major League Baseball. Worst record in the National League. Only the Royals, only the A's are worse than the St. Louis Cardinals. No excuse for the Mets to at least get one of the next two and take this series. That is an absolute, absolute must. A lot of basketball conversation as well. Draft is less than a week away. I'm sure we're going to be all over that over the coming days here. And Knicks don't really have that first-round pick, as we know. But you never know. There could be something interesting that happens in terms of trade over the next few days. And, you know, the Bradley Beal name is one that's generated a lot of steam over the last couple of days. And now, according to reports that the Wizards, under a new regime in the front office, they've given his agent the go-ahead to go seek a trade and to move on. It just seems like, you know, Miami uh, is reportedly in the running for his services. You know, Beal is a Florida guy. The thing that complicates the Bradley Beal situation more than anything else, it's really not even got as much to do with salary, which is insane because he's only a year into a $250-plus million contract extension. It's the fact that Bradley Beal's got a no-trade clause, right? So God forbid if you were able to swing a deal and bring him on, let's just say things don't go swimmingly over the next couple of years and you're saddled with a guy who, I don't know, if there's durability concerns, let's say he misses some time with injury. Uh, you got all that money tied to the contract still. You have a player who's given you diminishing returns. And, oh, by the way, when you try to move him, you're not going to be able to because his value might be then at an all-time low, and he's not going to want to move anywhere because he's got a no-trade clause. It just complicates matters. 
So, as I said, with the Knicks, I don't think that's the direction you go. One thing we know about this front office and Leon Rose, they're very methodical. They've loved stockpiling these assets in terms of the draft capital. I think they're waiting and kind of surveying things before they decide to go ahead and pounce. They didn't want to pull the trigger on the Donovan Mitchell trade last year. Everybody thought that that was kind of fait complete. It didn't happen. Bradley Beal's not the answer. Carl Anthony Towns is not the answer. Just not. Did you hear Carl Anthony Towns, by the way, on that Pat Beverly podcast the other day? Harvey, do we have that sound handy anywhere? I know I'm just pulling this on you at the last minute. Do we have it or no? Pat, you got here. Listen to Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, by the way, let me let me let me set the scene for you. He's on the Pat Bev podcast. He's talking about what his Minnesota Timberwolves team did, not this year, which really wasn't anything, last year. Okay, so we're talking about 2022. And for those that don't know, Minnesota. Just like they did this year, they lost in the first round of the playoffs last season. Okay? Do you know the last time, by the way, the Minnesota Timberwolves have won a round in the playoffs? 2004. Okay, Kevin Garnett was still in his prime. Like, that was before he went to the Celtics and won a championship. Okay, that's that's 20 years ago. Last time the T-Wolves won a championship. But listen to Carl Anthony Towns talk about last year's Timberwolves team, and try to make the correlation between that and the Denver Nuggets who um, just won a championship this year. Take a listen. It was more special what we did in Minnesota because we had like, what, like a month? And then we had training camp, and it was like, you better figure it all out right now. And we really figured it out quick. And then, like, we got that done quick. Think about it. They had, what, Jokic's been in the league? Four years. Oh, four years. If you think about it, four years, we got it done in four months. (laughs) If I was a team that was thinking about bringing Carl Anthony Towns aboard during the offseason, I would have to sit down and really address a lot of questions just from that 20-second soundbite. You know, see where he's at. So going to the playoffs, losing in the first round, is on par or even greater than winning a championship? I mean, like, what is he talking? Jokic has been in the league for like eight years, man. Like, what is he talking about? Four years. I mean, like, these, and, and you got Pat Bebson. They're like, yep, 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 yep. You're right. Yep, yep, you're right. Like, just encouraging them. I've never heard the podcast before, but I'll tell you, they must have some wild times on that thing. Oh, my goodness. That is must listen, I guess. I don't know. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. Before we get to the calls, too, one last thing with the basketball. Did you see Michael Jordan sold his majority share of the Charlotte Hornets? Now, you talk about MJ. Best to ever do it on the basketball court. And he might be up there as one of the best to ever do it in the business world. I mean, like, he, you know, he made plenty of money in basketball to where, like, he'd never have to work again or, you know, generations of his family never have to work again. But that's nothing compared to what he's made off the court. I mean, he's made like $2 billion already from Nike. And how about this with the Hornets? When he bought the majority, shake, uh, majority stake in the team in 2010, he paid $275 million, which is okay. It's a nice chunk of change. Don't get me wrong. $275 million. You know what he sold it for yesterday? $3 billion. The ceiling is the roof. Well, you know what? 
he found the ceiling, he found the damn roof, and he crashed through it. Like Willy Wonka, like flying out of the damn chocolate factory. That's what, that's what Michael Jordan did. Flew out of that Charlotte Coliseum or whatever the hell they call it down there with his $3 billion. And by the way, since he took over as the majority owner of the team, 13 years, Jordan, Charlotte made the playoffs two times. Never won a series. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, we got, hey, we got one more. How many times did I say that Jordan's Hornets made the playoffs while he was the majority owner? How many times, Harvey? Two. Give me the two. Two? What do you mean two? <laughs> we have like a Willy Wonka wall for crying out loud. I don't know. It's a very quotable movie. The original. I'm not talking about that the Johnny Depp disaster from I don't know however many years ago that was. Wrong. Damn right. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. All right, let's get back to the phone calls here. Let me say hi to Rich. He's in the car. He is up next here on 9870 ESPN. Richard, good morning. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Good, Rich. What's up? So I hear you on balancing homegrown talent versus signing free agents in baseball. And I get it. I'm a Yankee fan. Judge is homegrown. He's different than a Rizzo because we, we reared him. We didn't buy him. But every team you keep naming about bringing up talent, minus the Rays, who are an anomaly to almost every sport, has gone through a half decade or more of garbage. What about the Atlanta the Braves? What about the Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves? Braves are a, the Atlanta Braves are a top 10 payroll team every year. Their but think about how they got their, their core, success. though. They're guys sure. that they found and drafted or developed. And the second Freeman left, they went out and signed a guy to a, the same contract. Well, wait a sec, but what about all the other guys? Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley. I mean, should I go okay, on and on about, all these young I'm pitchers? Yankee, these are I'm all a Yankee guy, guys. so I don't have a lot. But for the Mets, what about Francisco Alvarez? What about Mauricio? What about Beatty? If you bring Mauricio up, you got three full-time starters who could be really good, and the Yankees are considered one of the greatest teams ever because they had four. The core four. They brought up four rookies. Everybody was amazing. Four guys in one generation. That gets you a nickname that stands the test of time. Three guys playing in your starting lineup at the same time. Granted, they've traded a lot of talent. But And I'm not a Mets fan. I'm just using this but, as an example. But, but, but Rich, but I don't understand your point. Like the three, the, well, wait a sec. Wait a sec. The three guys you're talking about with the Mets, they're literally babies. They have less than 100%, 50 games of big league experience. But that's what you want. You just said you want to sign this talent. Acuna is a baby. He's got two years in the league. Alec Manoa had two years in the league, and now he's in the minors. He was third in the Cy Young last year, and now he can't pitch. Acuna, by the way, has been in the I'm league more saying. than two years. Rich thanks, Rich, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. You're way off base. You're, you're way off base. Ronald Acuna has been in the league for way more than two years. Okay? He's, he's, he's been to three All-Star games, for crying out loud. Alec Manoa... And granted, he stinks, and it was only his third year in the league, but guess what? So does every other top pitcher in baseball last year. They all stink. Sandy Alcantara won the Cy Young. He stinks this year. Julio Urias was the runner-up. He stinks this year. Manoa's down in the minor leagues. Dylan Cease was the runner-up in the American League. He stinks. Justin Verlander, is he having a year even close to what he had last year? It's a bigger problem with pitching. He can't include that in the conversation. By the way, Let's talk about the team that just won the championship over in the NBA. 
Who was the freaking MVP? Was he a free agent signing? Hmm? What about the second player, uh, the second best player on the team? Jamal Murray. Was he a free agent signing? Golden State Warriors. They built a freaking dynasty. Were those guys free agents? Draymond, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry. How about the champs in the NFL? Who's their most important player? Hmm. The MVP. Was he a free agent signing? Travis Kelsey a free agent signing? I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on. That is the foundation of your team. All the great ones do it. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We come back. We'll get to more phone calls. And today, we're going to take a trip down memory lane. Some history, as a matter of fact. See if it rings a bell. Grasso Show, 9870 SP. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. ESPN New York Beach Bash hitting the Jersey Shore Friday, June the 30th. We're less than two weeks away. It's Bar A in Lake Como. Two live broadcasts, an appearance from DPH on Rothenberg. They're going to give away an all-American Ford Bronco. All kicks off with Barton Hahn live at noon, followed by the Michael K. Show 3 to 7 with giveaways for fans in attendance and music from the Moroccan Sheep Herders. It's all brought to you by Patron Tequila, Stoli Vodka, BetMGM, All-American Auto Group, Calandra's Bakery, and Flight by Yingling. you got to be at least 21 years of age to enter. It's also time for MLB Round Trippers, which is driven by Coach USA. And there were a lot of them last night up in Boston. Justin Turner had a couple. He's now up to 10 for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, Josh Donaldson hit one out for the Bombers, too. He now has six on the season. Daniel Vogelback finding the Coca-Cola corner last night. That's his third of the season for the Metropolitans. Wilson Contreras, his eighth for the St. Louis Cardinals in their loss last night. That is MLB Round Trippers, driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus. For schedules and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. All right. Grasso Show, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. You know what happened on this day? In 19... 19- 94. So think about that. That's 29 years ago. I mean, I I still remember it like it was yesterday. 29 years ago, June the 17th. You know what happened on that day? A lot, actually, in the sports world. A lot, a lot, a lot. As a matter of fact, they actually made a, a, a 30 for 30 on it, did ESPN. One of the better ones. How about this? 
The late great Arnold Palmer played his last round ever at the U.S. Open. Okay, that's one. Harvey should know this. The 94 World Cup, which was in the United States that summer, kicked off that day with a game at Soldier Field in Chicago. Very, very monumental moment. The New York Rangers had their Stanley Cup championship parade down the Canyon of Heroes in Manhattan. A little bit later on that night at Madison Square Garden was game five of the NBA Finals where the Knicks defeated the Houston Rockets to take a three games to two lead in that series. One went away from a championship, and we all know what happened once it went down to Houston. But while that Knicks game was going on, if you were watching the game on NBC or if you were at the Garden, you were trying to get to a television, trying to get to something, apart from even what was happening on the court in front of you, because maybe the most infamous thing that happened on that day, that night, was the classic O.J. White Bronco chase. Think about that. 29 years ago, all packed into today, one day, June the 17th, 1994. And really, check out the 30 for 30 if you haven't seen it yet. They do a really, really good job. It's the best documentary ever produced. You like that? You've seen it. O.J. Made in America is the best documentary I've ever seen in my life. 100%. Correct. Hands no, but up. I'm talking about, like, they, they did a 30 for 30. Oh, yes, on the day? On the entire day? On the day, day yeah. yes, yes. That one is good. But, yes, the OJ 30 for 30 is very good, too. See, Harvey doing a little cross-promotion. He's like the, the mouthpiece for Disney. He's just... Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm a documentary guy, so... You're, you're a big documentary guy. Love it. By the way, we got to talk about what happened a couple of nights ago in Vegas. Real Not quick. only did the United States destroy Mexico, right... They didn't even finish the game because of the rowdy fans. No. What it, happened there? It sounded, well, there was a chant going around. It was not a good chant. Not a good chant. Um, nobody in CONCACAF or the Mexican Confederation could um, put a handle on this for some reason. Um, so it's going to continue. Fans were throwing things on the field. Fans were throwing things on the field. Fans were fighting amongst each other on the field, on the stands. Yeah, I saw some of those videos. There were fights on the field, off the field. And this was, um, I mean, this was as comprehensive a beatdown all around that you could see. It was big. It was big. And we were joking about it before the game the other night that this this was the USA's A team. And it was technically Mexico's A team, but they just don't stack up anymore. Like the United States is far superior. Far superior. Yes, the biggest beatdown they've handed to the Mexican side in a semifinal ever. You know, like we've been talking about Dos Acero for years now, mm-hmm. more than 20 years. For it to be a Tres Acero, that's even, that's even worse. That's and for even those bigger. that don't speak the language, he's saying 2 nothing and 3 nothing there. Yeah, I mean. L- little free translation for mm-hmm. you. Figure I'd throw that in there. By the way, every time you mention, anytime anybody mentions the, the Bronco chase, I think of the AC Cowling's phone call. Well, that was it. <laughs> you know who this is. <laughs> you know who this is, damn it. Even Seinfeld did a take on that with Kramer driving the guy in the Bronco right around that time. That was funny. But, yes, that now. Was, it was a wild. It was a Friday night. Like I said, I remember it like yesterday. It was wild. And and I obviously was not at Madison Square Garden. I was at home watching it on TV. But you just, like, you almost feel, you, you felt torn. You're like, should I? 
put on the news, and they were, like, cutting in on NBC. Like, should I be more paying attention to the OJ thing, or should I be watching the Knicks, and should I be watching the final? It was very strange, man. Very strange. And now the U.S. plays Canada. Moving on to that for tomorrow. What time is that game on? That'll be tomorrow, I believe, at – it's going to be at – I'm staying the obvious. It's going to be a night. Let me get you an exact time. Is it, wait, is, is it going to be – is it on streaming again? Or is it actually on free t- you know, TV that you can watch? It's going to be on cable. If you have Univision or TUDN, it's, uh, it's going to be there for Spanish. But it is on streaming as well on Paramount. All right, so basically English-speaking television, it's only on Paramount. Yes. I watched it on Univision the other night. I mean, I didn't understand really everything that they were saying. But awesome. they, you know, I, I wanted to watch the game. So when we did the show the other night, I got home and I was able to watch the second half and see everything unfold. It's the first time Canada will be in a – it's their first final since 2000. Canada had a nice run last year. They made the World Cup and then did nothing in the World Cup. They were in a, in a brutal, brutally tough group. I know. You, you're, you're talking up this group to no end. It was, my, it was my favorite group. They had Belgium, who disappointed – I Cro- love Belgium, by the way. Croatia, who, outstanding. <laughs> nice one. Croatia, who made the semifinals, and uh, Morocco, who made the semifinals as well. Morocco beating uh, Portugal, believe it or not. Yeah, how'd that go? That was a tough I did, one. I mean, we, we, I just said Morocco beat Portugal, and you said, how did it go? It I meant for well. you. I was all right. You know, I didn't, I didn't lose any sleep over it. It's a shame. It's okay. It was good. Ronaldo liked it so much, he was like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to go play in the Middle East. Yeah, and they didn't even win anything in the Middle East either. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, because he, it's tough to play and it's tough to score goals when you got like millions and millions of dollars in your pockets. You know, it weighs you down a little bit. You're supposed to take all that stuff out before you take the field. And, and maybe the, explain this to me too. How, okay, the guy was basically out of a job. How does Greg Berhalter find his way back to now coach the national team? Because the U.S. Soccer Federation and Matt Crocker, their sporting director, um, in a sense, they bungled their six-month investigation for a new um, new manager. You know what they should do? I'm, 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 I'm making a call right now. It's time to bring back Sunil Galata. Oh, my goodness. Was. That's a name there, there, for you kids There's a there. blast from the past. Sunil, there's a blast from the past right there. Sunil Galati. My goodness. <laughs> Galati. Why not bring Galata, back Ernie Stewart while you're at it as well? <laughs> oh, yeah. <right>. Was <laughs> er, wait up. Was Ernie Stewart CC'd on the uh, the email from the Reina family or whatever? I would hope not. Yeah. Boy, I would love to be a fly on the wall during that conversation when Greg Berhalter comes back and, you know, you know, puts his stuff back on the desk in his office. You know, the first time he meets with the Reina family to try to sort that whole thing out. What a disaster. Now he's got to repair relationships with if I'm, Reina. Does Gio Reina have dual citizenship anyplace else? Because, you know what, that's probably the first thing I would look into. No, it's too late for him. He's, too, he's tied to the U.S. Late. forever, yep. Yeah, what if he marries, that. like, somebody from another country? Can he get, like, citizenship that way? No, but his if they have kids. Are you sure? Are you sure? He can't play for any other Get team. me the FIFA handbook. Oh, yeah, because that'll clear everything up. Well, I mean, I, I would think there would be a chapter on that, citizenship. No, the, the I mean, kids, it, it, it does determine eligibility. The kids will, um, will get a better chance of dual citizenship than, that, than him. Interesting. So basically everything is on the up and up for U.S. soccer is what you're saying. Well, I mean, 
<laughs> we're like, well. <laughs> nobody. It's interesting. Nobody really cares about this game tomorrow or the Gold Cup because they've already. They're all looking forward to how Greg Berhalter. Um, well, but look, I, I mean, let's be. Let's tell it like it is. All right, and streaming is the evil of all evils. We, we've discussed this. You're, you're, you're robbing people who pay enough money already to watch whatever it is they tend to watch. You're trying to market the game. You're trying to sell the game. You got the national team playing territory rivals, right? Mexico, Canada, this tournament on U.S. soil, and you put the game on a streaming service. I don't know how many people are going to bend over backwards to sign up for the streaming because of that. And by the way, they never disclose the numbers of how many people are actually watching these on the streaming, correct? You find out what the ratings, a lot of people watch the game on Univision because that was on the TV they're paying for and the cable package they're paying for so they can watch the game. But you're never going to find out what the numbers were on streaming because they were less than overwhelming probably. That's why. Now you'll be able to watch Jamaica against USA in the Gold Cup at Soldier Field next week on Fox Sports 1. Is that accurate? That's accurate. As well as Univision. That's next Saturday at 9.30. A.M. or P.M.? P.M. Of course, P.M. What am I doing next Saturday? What Saturday is it? The 24th? Yep. I don't know what I'm doing. Now you Maybe know. I'll watch You'll it. be watching. I'll, I'll watch it. You'll watch it. Go I'll ahead. Watch the game. Do I'm it. I'm into it. Jamaica, US. I'm there. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Your calls. We'll get into some football stuff too when we return. Gross the show till the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. My name is Kramer. You know I am, damn it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Real quick, before we get back to the phones. So a couple things with the football. We, we spent a lot of time this week talking about the uh, Giants situation with Saquon. Remember, they had minicamp and he was a no-go because still hasn't signed the franchise tender. Have until July 17th, a month from today, as a matter of fact, to work out a long-term deal. You know, Saquon had his youth football camp last weekend, and he spoke about it. Really the first time we've heard anything from Saquon in a while. Something will get done. I, I mean, I, I'd be stunned if something doesn't get done. You know, the latest report was the Giants upped their offer. They brought back an offer, which they presented to him. Way back in March, really kind of at the beginning stages of the offseason and free agency. So now that they put that back on the table, you would hope that that's maybe an olive branch, that they could come to some sort of an agreement here. Saquon wants his guaranteed money. You know, he said all along it's not about the AAV, and even though the Giants are trying to up that by virtue of bringing that offer back on the table here, he just wants to make sure he's taken care of because – you know, it's great if you get the contract and it's for $14 million, $15 million a year, whatever, but let's say he goes out there, has a disappointing season in 2023 or, God forbid, suffers an injury or something like that, and if you don't have that guaranteed money protection in the contract, what good is it going to do him, right? Then the Giant could just cut him loose, move on from it. You know how the NFL is with these contracts and the way they're structured. The teams are always going to do something which protects them. 
and gives them some sort of assurance in case there isn't anything reciprocated on the player side. So I would be still very, very surprised if Saquon is not out there with his guys, at least in the July portion, by the July portion of training camp. Okay, that's the Giants' side. For the Jets, Quinnen Williams is still nowhere to be found. Checking in with some folks over the last couple of days, the story hasn't changed. Really, for the last, I would say, month, just the development of this situation. It's it, it's close. Like, it's, it's, it's really, really close. So, don't sweat it. Quinnen will be there. Training camp in another month. Florham Park, number 95 on that defensive line. It will get done. It is very, very close. Like, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's. So, no sweat if you're a Jet fan. You will be there. And by the way, also, you want to talk a little, just again, the continuation of this Aaron Rodgers, all in, the commitment with this football team. Even though minicamp, not minicamp, OTAs, Wrapped up last week, and technically all the players are on summer vacation. They're off doing their own thing. They can, you know, bide their time, whatever it is, until training camp rolls around in July. Quarterback was in the building this past week. Every day, working out. Still in town. Quarterback was in the building. As I've been told. It's a good sign. Good, 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 good sign. You like to hear it. I'll tell you, he is going, if he could stay healthy, knock on wood, he is going to, I think, have a huge season. Because you could tell. He's got that chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove everybody and their mother wrong, starting with the Green Bay Packers, who think that he can't do it anymore, and they want to move on to Jordan Love. He is going to have a huge season. And the Jets are going to be the ones who benefit. And he is all in, right? Loves it here, loves his teammates, loves the surroundings, loves the city, loves the concerts, loves the food, loves the everything. It's almost like he was made for New York. Let's hope it works out as Jet fans wanted to. Mike in Jersey, up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Michael, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How's it going? Doing well. What's up, Mike? What's going on? Um... So just a question. I don't know how much you recall, but the 2015 season for the Jets when they had Fitzpatrick and Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker. They no, I'm up, familiar with it. Think, yeah, sure. Yeah, they had like the 2,400 yards, 24 touchdowns, I think, between the two. I just want your take on how close you think Garrett Wilson and Lazard can get with Rodgers this year. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to pass that up because first and foremost, let's be real. Um, the quarterback is 10 times better than the guy who was delivering passes in 2015. No knock on Fitzpatrick, but Ryan Fitzpatrick will be the first one to tell you. He's not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I look, if, if, if Garrett Wilson, I think, is, is if, he, if, he had, if he grows from last year, I mean, he had almost 1,100 yards with as abysmal of quarterback play as you can get. If, if he gets in that 1,400, 1,500-yard range, I, I think Lazard can get close to eight, 900. That's what he's been doing with Rodgers. So I, I think they're definitely in a position to threaten that. I, I don't see why you wouldn't think that, Mike. And I thank you for the phone call. Not just and, – and I've talked about it. It's not even just the wide receivers this year. I mean, think about what McCole Hardman is also going to be able to provide. 
A guy like him in the slot, for crying out loud. Technically speaking, you know, Corey Davis is still on this roster. You know, there's some young guys that they like on this team, undrafted free agent type of players that they really think, if given an opportunity, can produce. I think the tight ends are going to be a lot more prolific in the passing game than they were a season ago. You know, Uzama, he was coming off of a career season in Cincinnati two years ago before he came to the Jets when they went to the Super Bowl. Tyler Conklin is a guy who could catch the football. I'm really excited about this kid, um, Zach Kuntz, that they drafted in the seventh round. Maybe he doesn't get a chance this year with all the options that they have, but I think he's a guy that down the road can really be a playmaker for him. And having that quarterback unlocks so much potential for each and every one of the skill position players that you have. Like Mike just said it. I mean, think about what Garrett Wilson accomplished last year with a revolving door at quarterback. He had three, four different guys last year. And he still produced. I mean, with one guy who's a future Hall of Famer, a four-time MVP, sky's the limit. You know, like Michael Jordan says, the ceiling is the roof. E is in the car. Up next, 98.7 ESPN. E, what's going on? Thanks a lot, Dan. I appreciate it. Work hard for ESPN weekdays and weekends, man. You're, you're an inspiration to the working men. Wow. But, uh, what I, I didn't wanna... know I was that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, man, you know it. You know it now. But uh, <laughs> real quick, so what I was saying about Saquon was that the Giants make me think that they have so much faith in Daniel Jones because, for me, I want your take. It's not mm. about what I'm thinking. I want to get your feedback. You know more about these things than what I do. Mm. But basically – do the Giants have that much faith that Daniel Jones by himself without Saquon is some rookie or, like, rented running back could have the same production that he did or, or more without Saquon being present? Do they have that much faith as to make them not feel as though getting this contract done now? Here, here, here's the answer sure to that question. It. Here's the answer to that question. And maybe this isn't the answer that you want, E, but it's the truth. The Giants have decided to pay Daniel Jones to where he is expected to put up that type of production without someone like Saquon Barkley. How's that? I mean, based on his – look, I like Daniel Jones. But based on his history, I'm not saying he's not warranted the contract. Give him the contract. But I'm talking about, like, the – lackadaisical efforts, I guess, or the delay, rather, mm. in getting Saquon re-signed. Like, Saquon with Daniel Jones, what's their record? And what's, what's Daniel's stats with Saquon? Like, Saquon is a dual threat. Mm-hmm. He could catch, he could break tackles, he could bust big runs. Like, the NFL, to me, is that. Even though the running back might not get the ball as much, he's still a factor. He's yep. a dual athlete. So, Here's the problem. Here's the problem, me, and I got to hit a break, but I thank you for the phone call. You get back to us. The Giants are trying to do what's best for them. Saquon is trying to do what's best for him. That's the art of negotiations. It doesn't matter if you're a football player. It doesn't matter if, you know, you work in an office and whatever. You're trying to get the best deal for you. The company is trying to do what's best for them. Protection on both sides. Giants look at it this way. Yes, he's a running back. Yes, we all know around the NFL how the league views a running back position nowadays interchangeable parts. They're not going to invest as much as they once did. All right? 
Yes, Saquon had a great season last year. Might have been his best, right? Last year, his rookie year, pick and choose, whatever. Giants won. They won a playoff game. And, yes, Saquon had a big role in Daniel Jones and what he ended up doing and ultimately got him the contract he got. What about the previous two years when Saquon didn't produce and he was injured, right? Saquon and his people, they want to get paid for what he did last year. Giants are going to be like, okay, yeah, we acknowledge you had a great year last year and you were a big part of our team, but we also ask a question as to what's your excuse for the previous two years when we certainly didn't get any bang for their buck. And that's why the Giants are maybe pulling back a little bit is to just what they want to offer. We'll see who blinks. But the Giants, I think, are handling this the right way. And I think I can't blame the player either. But with your question about Daniel Jones, guys, we're going to find out. We're going to find out this year because now he got paid. And he's getting paid like a guy that you expect, forget about what's around you, he's supposed to be good enough to win you games and move the ball up and down the field and get your team into the end zone. I like the Darren Waller pickup. I think he's going to be Daniel Jones' favorite target this year. Not in love with the wide receivers. Good group. Not a great one. Saquon important, yes. Coaching staff, day ball, huge for Daniel Jones. But the money you're giving this guy, the investment you made, is that if things are breaking down around you, this guy and the other elite quarterbacks in the league are supposed to be able to overcome those things. And we're going to find out if Daniel Jones is that guy. Am I 100% convinced that he is? Not 100%. No way. That's why I'm really, really interested to see what he does for an encore in 2023. We'll close it out on the phones with you when we return. Grasa Show. Then it's Anita, 98.7 ESPN. You're an inspiration to the working man. You know what this is, damn it. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. Anita's coming up at the top of the hour. Remember, Monday morning, I'll be with Rick, 6 to 10 DNR. So no night show for us at 7. We'll be back there Tuesday right after TMKS. <laughs> Yeah, get ready for that. Um, all right, we way back in the first hour, we talked about the, in case you're just joining us, Bob Huggins, the uh, West Virginia head basketball coach, arrested last night on DUI charges. Uh, the statement from West Virginia, who, remember, is already suspended because of the remarks he made during that radio interview a couple of months back. West Virginia's statement, we are gathering more information and will take appropriate action once the review is complete. Uh, okay, well, again, my, my question was, if a guy's already suspended and he does something like this, what do you just add on to the suspension? I, I mean, it was, it, it was touch and go whether or not Huggins was going to keep his job after what took place with the interview. And now with this, I, I, don't, see, I don't see how he's going to be able to salvage this. Throw in this one, this from um, Leslie Rubin who uh, is a reporter for Fox in West Virginia. The criminal complaint says that Huggins blew a .210, which is nearly three times the legal limit in the state of West Virginia. Or it was in uh, Pittsburgh police. Was it in Pennsylvania or was it in West Virginia? But neither, it, neither. That's three times what the legal limit is in West Virginia, Okay had empty beer cans in a trash bag in his passenger side floorboard and in the trunk. Not good. 
Not good at all. You know what? It's a serious matter. Driving like that, you can injure, forget about yourself, others who are completely innocent. It was in Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania limit is the same as West Virginia. Okay, so it's nearly three times the legal limit. Let's just put it this way. All right. I'm not the chancellor. I'm not the AD. Just a college basketball observer. I think Bob Huggins has coached this last game. I, I mean, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to suggest that one. You know, he's pushing 70 years, 70 years of age as is. Uh, he, he, if this is indeed is exactly what transpired, this is what's being reported here, he's done. I mean, how can you have this guy back as your head coach? He's done. Um, it's unfortunate, really and truly is. And you hope he gets the help. So, thankfully, nobody was hurt during that whole episode. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Uh, fun show today. Really and truly was. You know, this is what you want to accomplish in these programs. Have a little bit of fun, and I think that we accomplished that today. We will talk to you again Monday morning at 6 o'clock. I'll be with Rick, a little DNR action. We'll have some laughs there. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Harvey. Happy Father's Day. To all the dads out there, I hope you have yourself a great weekend. Anita is coming up next. I'll talk to you Monday morning, everybody. Grass is saying so long. 98.7 ESPN. What did Tibbs do to you? He ripped his shirt off and he started doing cartwheels and he took a jump into the pool.